in your ear. Podcast Network. Yeah. Every every Matt Damon movie in the trailer, you're like, it's Matt Damon yeah. playing Matt Damon. And then you watch the movie and he actually like is a really good actor and plays characters. This is like he kind of isn't Matt Damon, True. which is I, I don't know. Like there's flashes of Matt Damon, but he mostly is playing this like just <laughs> awful, unlikable guy. The, the least charming person ever with a mullet. <laughs> oh, my God. And a goatee. I, I do want to get your opinion on Power of the Dog. Has anyone watched it? Yes, I really liked it. Ugh, I I have 20 minutes left. It's been very difficult to finish. I guess I just wow. expected something different. I found it really, really... Acting was beautiful. Cinematography is beautiful. I just find the plot incredibly slow for me and repetitive. I didn't... Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really know anything about it before I saw it. And then I thought it was awesome. There's kind of a cool little twist at the end. I think that's cool that people are talking about. So I won't, I won't like say that, but Most I think Benedict Cumberbatch is really good in it. No, no, He's that's like what I mean. Such an like asshole. And in it. it's the performances are great, but like by, I felt like an hour in and mm-hmm. we're still being an abusive dick and nothing's changed. Like I was like, okay, he does change though. Let's There's go. like moment you see like, flashes of him becoming like kind or like you see it like the potential for that in him but he's just so beaten down by this like life or whatever that i thought it was one big change after he's naked in in the river and the kid sees him and then he's like (laughs) okay that'd be nice uh, the jane campion movie yeah Yeah. i don't know it's really good it but like you probably want a faster paced movie but it's not a fast-paced movie it's like it's like where it's shot. It's just like spacious and it's a western, scenic. right? Is yeah, it a western? I thought the plot it takes its sweet ass time. I thought the Jane plot Campion likes to sit in a story. She doesn't push yeah. a story. She just fucking sits in it. And no, I don't know. But I thought the plot to yeah. Days of Heaven was better and it's a similar movie in my opinion, but you guys watch it. You tell me what you Well, think. you just sold me on it. A show I wasn't planning on yeah. watching or something it, I probably wasn't going to get around to. Mm. Now I'm going to go see it. I think it. that is a good comparison. It's, it's, it's almost like days of heaven, but I mean, days of heaven, I think is, is a better movie, but this is like deals with something different. I think. Yeah. At least there were I know what you mean changed. though, for like the yeah. pacing and like forcing you to observe what's happening without really like guidance, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but it had some, so there were some surprises in Days of Heaven. There were some things that I really didn't see coming. This so far into the last 20 minutes, I'm like, okay. Oh, in the last, but the thing is, the last 20 minutes, it just goes like, woo, like this <coughs> movie. It just All right. I'll, I'll, All right. Next pod, I will, I will tell you then my, my last will, critique. Yeah. With, the last the, 20 minutes the is month, you'll, last, you'll watch the last I, 20 minutes. Yeah. I have a movie I want to recommend to everybody. It's called Another Round by Thomas Vinterberg. Uh, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. It's oh, about four. Mads. It's so fucking good. It has four. It's about four high school teachers who are just kind of like middle-aged and miserable with their lives. But they decide that if they maintain a blood alcohol level of 0.05 <laughs> at all times, that... <laughs> They will enjoy life more. It's like this theory, and it's Whoa. it's very funny, but it's like Whoa. also very Danish and like it's also dark too. But it is really good. Okay, I'm. I want to. Have you see ever that. like Thomas Vinterberg? Is that director who did like um, 
who was in the with Lars von Trier's what was it called the dogma oh the dogma yeah uh, Yeah. whatever dogma yeah and his he made that movie the celebration which I also highly recommend um I'm I'm just trying to mentally compute what it'll be like to constantly live at a blood alcohol level of 0.05 I feel like that's actually a how many drinks is that it's a well they they push it you're still legal you're in the legal limit push it eventually like like they they go to 0.05 and then there's a point where he's like i can go further i can take this further and it gets starts to get really crazy but but so 0.05 it, it's legal in the united states you can drive as long as you're under 0.08 uh-huh. so it's basically it's like a good buzz i guess yeah, it's like two beers at all times this uh-huh. is like, like microdosing acid but with beer yeah yeah you're like you're basically constantly sipping a beer all day i would say i think that would work for me maybe beer. not the beer but one of those i'm gonna do one of those uh, can I add a movie experience that I recommend too? So, sure. okay, guys, uh, I had the pleasure of checking off a movie bucket list of item of mine and got to see 2001 Space Odyssey on the big screen at the beautiful Baltimore Senator Theater. Uh, nice. And it was just mind blowingly awesome. And if you ever, if ever, anybody listening gets to ever see it on the big screen, go see it, shut the fuck up, don't ask questions, and just let that movie punch you in the face. Just let it happen. And it's incredible. It's just a singular movie experience. I love that movie. It was great. Did they serve crabs? I don't <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't no, movie... but they were that blasting. It's all like college, you know, college stoners who work there. Like I was when I worked at a movie theater. And um, they're blasting Beach House in the lobby, which I love. <laughs> Beach House is my favorite band. But like 2001 has Vassar. long. Right. And 2001 <laughs> has long of segments of silence in the movie where literally like the absence of sound is an important thing. And I'm space. hearing like beach house, like early beach house records floating through the space, well, which was kind of cool and say. surreal, but did not fit the the atmosphere of the movie. It's a, uh, it needs quiet. I, I, the movie doesn't really punch you in the face as much as it slowly smothers you with a pillow. Well, there's different segments. Yeah. The, that, the house segment and then the, the star child segment is definitely like scrambling your brains a little bit during that whole part it's so it's just it's an incredible movie it's so unique there's never been another movie like it and it's built for movie theaters yeah well so we should awesome. probably talk about this movie let's do it hi i'm mike <laughs> i'm gonna have to take a um, shit what? soon so oh really wait a minute <laughs> yeah you fucked up our I, intro yeah really the intro intro dave we just i think that was the this. best intro we've done <laughs> that's that might be true, but also it's mean. Does, does anybody remember the incantation? Should we start with that? I mean, there's four of us here. We can North, do the corners south, and all east, that. west, never yeah. eat soggy waffles. Wa- That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> all along the watchtower. Momoa <laughs> the earth and the heaven. Mimosas for brunch. Hi, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Tave. And I'm Jay Bone. And this is Does It Suck Now? Now. I am the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna. Th- so this soundtrack. Was the beauty just... of the beauty of that cover is the Smiths secretly kind of suck, except their guitar player is kind of awesome. So that cover of that song 
just bumps the guitars right out in front and lets that riff just carry the day. And it's amazing. It's so I'm going to yeah. tell Suzanne you said that. She's going to come to your house and kick your ass. I agree. <laughs> I also do not like the Smiths. I don't like the Smiths. I, I like Suzanne got me oh, into wow. the cure. I like the cure and I got her in the beach house. So that was a fair swap. But the Smiths, yeah, yeah. no. No, the Smiths, no, it's fine. I, I, but I, Johnny I Marr are... is a really awesome guitar player and uh, makes some cool riffs. What did we watch this week? This week we watched. The Cure, 1996. <laughs> that is not what we watched. That's a band. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, we watched The Craft, 1996. Uh, a, a little ditty about four teenage witches and their spiral of uh, self-discovery and revenge. Did yeah. you read the description? Was that, no, that was, that was right, right off the top of my head? Give it on pause on oh, wow. Comcast or yeah. something. I just came up with that. That's a good job. All right, Hemingway. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the craft. What'd you guys? What'd you guys think? Are we Whoa. doing any plot summaries? Didn't we talk about this last week? We did a plot summary. Yeah, I need an entry point. I need an entry point into this movie. I have a lot to say about don't it. Don't we I don't all? Want this, I don't want this hesitation to seem <laughs> so, like. I feel like we all have a lot to say, but we just kind of like we got to work our way in. So, Dave, it, why don't, why you don't just, we? I think it's fair. Okay, let me just say. I think it's. Mike fair. said, take it section by section. He said, okay, bit Mike, by bit. Guide okay, us. let me just take us uh, introduce this film. Uh, I think it's fair to say that this film has become iconic where that this was somewhat of a B movie, like a, a, a teenager sort of panned movie at the time. It's become this iconic movie about uh, coming of age, about uh, self-realization and actualization, you know, feminism, all these things that like ticks all these off to where now it's a, a, a cult it? classic. Well, well, I don't know. There, there I, are those that would argue that. Yeah, I, I, I think that I put it, it up. Days of Heaven, Power of the Dog, The Craft. But the craft I think that top. I think that <laughs> this movie, because of it. like what it represents for a lot of people, <laughs> now it does those things. Because I think like a lot of the way people remember this movie, which is really good for our podcast, because I think the way people remember this movie is a lot different from what this movie actually is. And like what this movie has become with sequel after sequel, people sort of there's like sequels. Uh, oh, there's yeah. definitely there's, there's sequels. a sequel. There's a single there was, sequel. There was a ton, though, that went straight, I think, to video. Right. I was trying to look. There, there's that also the there's series a 2020. Charmed. 2020 sequel, by the way. 2020, last year it came out. It's called The Craft uh, Legacy. And it was a reboot. To to Mike's point, I feel like this, it, it, it created and maybe validated the whole like occultist witch subculture that was just starting to get real popular like in the mid 90s. And it obviously had a big draw with, you know, teen girls and then this movie was like oh by the way we see you and like we're gonna rock it out for you in this movie here <laughs> and then the whole like social movement just took off from that point wait, wait, what came out what came to? out three years earlier that really sparked the goth scene buffy right the crow. Oh, the crow obviously oh, the crow. right the crow, no, the crow came but, out yes. in 93 i think that's three. a fair a fair but, like family tree lineage to draw on this movie i think the crow here's what nine saying. inch nails was hitting and all those yeah, bands were starting to go the, the, yeah. the witchcraft this was this the like. teenage girl i agree with you it was the teenage right. girl induction into this whole world but it was and also i think this is the year as i've said in many a podcast 
before pop music came back, before like Can Hardly Wait and American Pie and all the other. This was still that error after Pulp Fiction where they were every kind of thing had a dark turn to it. There was more indie flicks in influence in the mainstream there, you know, and well, I, this is like I, the end of it. In but here, here's what I'm saying though, is like, like a four year period or right, five. beyond all the stuff that I said, if I just say the craft to anybody that to brings, anybody or to a 40 year old, no, to, to, <laughs> but to anybody in popular I culture, I don't know what if, does, the, if 18 year olds right now know this movie. <laughs> Is that what you're I think they do. I'll no, ask I, think, okay. I think they do because the like ones do. This this yeah, might be true. this movie has survived beyond its actual whatever it is. If you okay. say the craft, it represents something to them more than like a movie like Scream that came out this year. Like what? Other, there's like a ton of other movies that came Whoa. out this year that were in, the probably better movies and more popular. Well, I mean, yeah, Ninety six was but, a crazy busy year for movies. Right. And, but if you say the craft you get a picture in your head immediately more so than scream. Like scream isn't a style. Do you know what I mean? I get a picture of Rachel true and Nev Campbell just looking gorgeous. That's what I get a picture in my head. But it's like this whole style, this like witchy girl power, you know, it's like a whole style that like, like I can go on set and and hear a director be like, I want to do something that's really like craft and everybody on this, on the set knows what that is. It's an aesthetic. More more so than any other movie that came out this year. Like it's had a life. There were, there were some movies in 96 though, dude. I mean, this, this movie kind of got buried by some of the like crazy. I was pumped for this movie. I think so. I remember when this movie came out, I was excited to see it. Let's be honest. The movies that actually last. Okay. If you go back and you look at the Oscars from year to year to year to year, there are a lot of movies in certain years that you're like, I've never heard of that movie. But right. the ones that end up surviving, like, you know what? We're just talking about Ridley, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Blade Runner, when it came out, Blade Runner bombed. Legend bombed. You know what I mean? Like, But these movies have lived on throughout the years. It's the ones to outlast in the legacy. The Duelist, well, the they first one he Blade did, Runner, to bombed. Be fair. They re-edited Blade Runner and completely yeah, changed Blade the movie was for a the better. Mess. So mm. that... But you, uh, just to the point, there. to the point, that's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think that that's interesting about the craft. Like, you never know what's actually going to last as some sort of cult classic thing. And we'll get to it. But this movie did make money. So, so here's it kind of he, made right. Money. But those can be two separate things, right? The like the the popularity at the moment and then the long lasting afterwards. My argument would be that. I think I agree with the Gugino boys in your assessment that this movie has lasted and survived a little, uh, has a legacy. But I think if this was a better movie, it would have been a classic. Like, I think it was yes. like knocking on the door that. of yep. it could have been yep. a classic. And But I don't think it gets there. And I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about all the reasons why yeah. it kind of like missteps. And I don't think it's necessarily because it was written and directed by like 40-year-old white guys or whatever. Uh, but that may be a factor. I don't think it's inherently a factor, but it may be a factor. And I, and I, and I think, uh, wouldn't it be interesting if, if this kind of series became like an anthology of movies, like James Bond style, where you have different directors and, or voices like writers and directors making their own version of the craft over and over again, like a Greek myth and just like adopting it to the times. I think there's so much like fertile ground here. I'm, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about what's going on. There's movies that have gotten close. Like, did anybody see Chronicle? This is I kept I thinking like this for the whole movie. Chronicle Chronicle's was a good. 2012 movie about three 
three teenage boys that encounter some extraterrestrial something or other that gives them powers. And yeah, the like story Fantastic arc is Four like, style. Yeah, it's like literally exactly the same. It's it's basically the same fucking movie. So now I, like, I thought this this was pitched, in my opinion, as like the female version of Lost Boys with witches. But yeah, oh, even though I think there's plot sure. differences, but the way that it's presented in the sense of suddenly they're, they're cool girls, all the slow motion walking shots, all uh-huh. this sort of like hyping up the pop of culture of them. But let's start with it. Let's start with the beginning. Right. So basically they get together like no Robin, Robin Tunney, fresh Robin Tunney, right? Shooting. Wait, big uh, question. Hold on. Sorry, Dave. Before you even start, because the opening of the movie, it's pouring rain right at the airport. That's what we see. Right. Um, yes, it's always why, raining in LA. Why the fuck is this movie set in LA? Why is this movie not set in New Orleans, Seattle, or Seattle. Florida, yeah. or yeah. Georgia, or somewhere or in the like, southeast part part of the country? Fucking Salem, Massachusetts. But if you, right, you, could, you got, all you have you to got do the is go southeast line solo. swamp, southeast swamp, I'll and you back. get like um, <laughs> you get a beautiful atmosphere of this movie. And I think it, it has like begun. setting in Los Angeles was stupid. Did Did Dave just? Dave just, just happened. I was Dave trying to just, make like a good point. Dave just bathroom. Oh, Dave was oh, gonna go oh, take got a it. shit. I guess I it, it has begun. Oh, oh got it. Watchers of the watchers of the watchtower. Yeah. We call upon you. The storm <laughs> of the stomach. To give to give to yeah. give strength to Dave's sphincters. Yeah. Gods of the rumbles of the belly of the ocean. <laughs> anyway, my complaint. Sorry, we got rudely interrupted there, which I will probably edit out. Um, my complaint about this movie is it would have been so easy since they shot it on a set most of the time anyway and had rain machines everywhere to just say, like, we're in New Orleans. It's spooky. You you add all this atmosphere to it. It should have been it New adds, Orleans. You don't have to do anything else. You use a lot of the same sets. You just say you shoot the exact same movie. You just say it's New Orleans instead of Los Angeles. And like, this movie does seem like it was shot pretty quickly, though, because they don't even say where they are, right? They don't say, like, we're in L.A. They're just like, we're in uh, the city, where, and yeah, we go to the high true. school. But there is a and, beach. You need to have a beach somewhere yeah. within reasonable distance, but that could be any coastal New Orleans city. Has, New Orleans has ocean. Like, the way that they walk from Skid Row to some, like, house in the valley, like, I don't know anything about Los Angeles, but I know that's, like, a three-hour car drive. So there's no way you're, like, everything's a three-hour car drive. There's no way you're, they were walking around that freely in that environment. It does like. make no sense. Yeah. Did, did anybody else find it um, darkly ironic that Rachel Tunney shot two movies back-to-back in 96 where she played a character that committed or attempted to commit suicide? Yeah, there yeah. might have been even more. We don't even know. Encino Man, Encino Man is a sad movie. <laughs> That's what you're not, talking not about, that right? Kind of sad. No, no, dude. Like Empire Records. I know. I she's know. Like, I, was yeah, yeah, I was joking. I was. And joking. in fact, in fact, fun fact: she wore a wig for this entire movie because her head was still shaved from Empire Records. Really? Yeah. So that's why yeah. they incorporated the um the like hair blonding effect. Yeah, um, she was wearing a wig I, for the whole. I movie. read that before, and you can notice it's a wig. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say the special effects in the craft really held up. There was only like like some that I was like it was a little breaking the immersion style feeling. Why? But like a lot of it was kind of like movie tricks combined with with a little bit of digital trickery, which is kind of yeah. the secret the, the sauce you're supposed to do, I think, to make things kind of look timeless. It worked. I was great. reading about it and there was there was a lot of planning and effort that went into those special effects that were 
you know, you know, not Tango and Cash level crazy special effects at the time, but Tango and all, Cash. Tango and Cash was <laughs> Tango all practical. Cash, their special effects was all things that they could blow up. Like everything well, in yeah, the movie was just apparently rigged to this at the time was the largest collection of reptiles on one movie set at any given time. For yeah, what snake. do you think Those the ratio is? Snakes. What's the ratio? No way. They're not all real. There's no way they're, they're all, all real. real snakes. That's mixed in with rubber snakes. You cannot tell me that was hundred percent real. I mean, look, man, I just, I, I, I recite the fun facts I read. I don't make them up. And apparently there was a big deal made about the number of snakes on set and they had to do something to make them look like they were moving because it was too cold and they were all not moving enough. But oh. those were all real snakes. Yes. The movie looked very That's cold. Like they shot it in the winter in order to make use of these locations. Um, I really, so here, so the movie has Robin Tooney. It's a lot of archetypes, right? So Robin Tooney is the new kid in town. Um, the, the three other girls are like the outcasts in their school. We get a little skeet old rich action for you. Can, Solo. can somebody give me the appropriate oh, yeah. pronunciation of what is it? For I, I don't, I want to, I want to get her name, Balk. right? For Balk. For Balk. All right. Thank you. So yeah. for Balk, okay. so lovely great. Rachel true and also lovely. Uh, Nev Campbell, I just have so this is not against the other two women who are also beautiful women, but those two were a big part of my teenage crushes. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta cool. say, not not that I had a huge crush on Feruza Balk, but she is incredible in this movie. And even when this movie sort of like the the first half of this movie, the movie I betrays think is, her a little really bit. Good. Yeah, I think the first half of this movie is is actually very good, and then they just kind of like don't know how to like wrap it up. Right. And uh, but I think that she, despite all that, is just chewing up the scenery, just like every mm-hmm. scene. She is just like, doesn't matter what line you give her, it can be like a throwaway line. She is just like, oh, like um the joyride scene it? is incredible oh, when she's, when she's pissed off at everybody yeah. and she's just driving like a maniac and switching like uh emotional like cues constantly. She's really I mean, good. Was, I don't know how much of a star she was before this movie because she's definitely like a 90s staple. But I mean, I feel like this movie made her a star. Yeah. I like, also remember her from Island of Dr. Moreau, which I'm dying to do on this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, should do that. She plays like an animal woman child thing. <laughs> as which is as perfect. do most people in that movie. Yeah, she's... Uh, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's a little bit Juliette Lewis, but a little more physical, I think. A little more ferocious. I like, There's she's a really scene great. where... She's talking to, she's kind of like talking to all the whales or whatever sharks yeah. that watch up on My the God, beach. My God, that beach scene oh. is unreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was an offering. A gift. And you know me. what? It's even at the very end when she's in the insane asylum, when she's saying she's flying, it's literally like one line she gets and she turns that into just like, I don't know. The of flying. The whole revenge the whole Until revenge the movie betrays on, her uh, on Skeet, the whole Skeet Ulrich scene when which I have a thousand questions about that. The one where she like seduces like, him as Robin Tooney. Yes, but he yeah. is mm-hmm. with her as her before she just suddenly turns around and is Robin Tooney and he's just like right. oh whatever. Okay. He's still <laughs> under works. a spell. So like, that brings works, me works back to me. something. Dave is not here. He is indisposed. But he, Dave was talking. What, what, oh, no, Solo, you compared it to Chronicle. And Chronicle, Mike, you didn't see it. But I thought that was interesting mm. because Chronicle is also kind of like a moral, or like a morality story to like see how these teenage boys handle having these superpowers where they can like ma- manipulate things with their mind, basically. And they like crash cars and one of them becomes a raging maniac. 
And like, you know, there, there's like a flow to the progression of that movie. I think the craft really drops the ball on the character progression, like rhythms, you know, they, it goes from like, like, especially with Feruza Balk uh, and, uh, and Rachel True's characters, because they both go from like building towards something. Like in this case, Feruza Balk is like, just her life is never correct, no matter what she does. And she's like slowly losing her mind. You know, they, she kills the, the dickhead stepdad. She gets, they, right. they, well, yeah, does I she mean, though? yeah, that, she I gives think that's a, a critical attack. question. She gives him a heart but, attack. Like, well, her magic does. does. I think he but happens then, to have a heart attack. Okay, go ahead. Right. Maybe. But then, you know, she conjures up that, like, life insurance policy, you assume, also, that that is something that has to do with magic. And they buy this house, and her mom's still a wasteoid, drunk, and miserable, right? So, like... Oh, my God. But we do... Before you go further, we do have to talk about... How much is it? Is it like a hundred and thirty thousand dollars? $150,000. Which is about three fifty in modern money. But did you see what they buy? They yeah. buy like a... A luxury oh, a, apartment, a car, the beach. a jukebox, and she's throwing around bills yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Like, like she is rich, and it's only one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But you we see, like, like how poor they were. That's like that's, a right. We were like, that's a down payment on that apartment, right? Well, <laughs> not even um, right. That's the thing. Cost. Like her life is yeah. not fixed. Like she, she thinks she's connected to this god, and her and her life is not fixed. And then she like just right. goes from like. She's working her way up to 10, but she's still only at like five or six. And then it goes right to 10, you know, and then it just cranks it all the way the rest of the movie relentlessly. <laughs> and then Rachel True's character, who has this really interesting and my favorite part of the movie is the whole thing with the hair and like the racist bully whose hair is falling out. That's like it's the best horror movie making in the movie. And yeah. like the hair scenes are generally horrifying and really well done horror. And and you have like Rachel True, like they have that great little effect where the mirror like loses sync with her for a second and like you know they're doing all this stuff with like yeah. she's gonna be the one who realizes like wait maybe this is fucked up what we're doing but then she just kind of like she's questioning and then boom she's with the team and she's a bad guy and then boom she's like a bitch at the end and it's just like yeah, this no, yeah. her whole character wild flat swings lines, out of nowhere well yeah. I, I had read that that character actually um had a much well i don't i don't, I don't want to go too far into the interpretation of the fun fact, but it was, they, they had written her character to be much more bully revenge centric. And then when Rachel true was cast as that character, then they wrote in the racism. And originally she was like, well, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. Obviously this is, you change this, it, you know, borderline pandering question mark. Huh. And then as she digested it, she was like, no, it's important that that was in the movie and I'm glad it was there. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, but they had to rewrite it. So I think maybe that's a little bit to blame for why her whole character arc just kind of disappears. Maybe. I don't know. Like, the morality question is still there. Like, that girl was, like, racist to her. But, you know, like, it was... Like, a, we weren't seeing, movie. like, life... Like, I feel like for people that experience a lot of racism, what she did that one time would not be enough to, like, set you off on the edge. You know what I mean? yeah. Anyway. I do, I do, but I think you're right. Like, um, that is where the movie turns when, when Nev Campbell and Rachel True mm -hmm. both turn on uh, Robin Tooney and join Fruza Balk, which doesn't make sense because they're the whole time they're all like very careful and scared of the powers as much as they yes. are into having the powers. And Robin Tooney is the like, one that unlocked it all, she's the one bringing all the juice. 
you know? I feel like a much better, exactly. And I feel like there's a much better movie in there where they're trying to help Feruza Balk walk her back from the ledge rather than joining her and trying to defeat Robin Tooney, which like that doesn't really make sense to me. I want more craft movies. I do too, but (laughs) maybe we we could just make a new one. The, uh, Maybe the, the Starship Troopers sequels have some good stuff, and I've heard the Universal the Universal Soldier sequels have some good stuff too. Starship Troopers three is awesome. It's like made in somebody's green screen basement with, but they got like wow. the mechs and the drops, and it's like super fun. It's ridiculous. I wonder if there's some good craft sequels that are actually awesome. There's there's literally just one. There there's is a remake. Oh. There's a it's remake. The I don't know. Legacy. Remake won't be good. You need to like let people make movies. You need to. It can't be a studio. Thing. I mean, I feel like. like there's a movie i feel like there is a craft because i feel like this is like similar to like the highlander world or or something like that where they're introduced they're kind of like laying it out there for fans and this is why i think this has survived more than like a lot of the other movies in 96 because here is a world where witches exist and not only do witches exist they exist in high school and all the problems (laughs) of high school combined with dealing with having magical powers is like I don't know, like Harry Potter is that? Oh right? yeah, no, yeah. This it's is like, this is early dark Harry Potter. It reminds it's me. It's just of like, like such. Yeah, it's fertile ground. You shut your mouth. How can you say? I go about things the wrong way. I am human and I need to be loved, just like everybody else. Waters of the South, the Watchers of the Tower. Mike, I'm going to sacrifice my clownfish, and then we're. Like gonna... you were talking about before the horrors our... of the North. <laughs> uh, well, I was saying anyway. this: uh, the craft creates such a such fertile ground for uh, uh, fan fiction sequels and all that because it creates it has a birthing world. hips. You would say, yeah, just just like good sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that, it creates a good, uh, an awesome world from which to bounce off. And I was saying, I would like a craft sequel that catches mm-hmm. up with them now where Feruza Bulk uh, somehow manages to figure out how to get her powers back. Or maybe there's another witch who figures out she's trapped and she escapes from the mental institution and goes and tries to exact her revenge on right. the other three, which I think would be a really interesting movie. I, it. To, to what you said, but obviously taking a hard left turn, I, yeah. um, I, okay, I, this is an admission. I really yes. enjoy Charmed, the TV series. Okay. <laughs> and, I do too. And, I'm and not going like, to lie either. But, I enjoy it too. Yeah, but that's what you're talking about. Like they had obviously the, uh, the bandwidth and the time to create a whole world based right. around witchcraft. And it was wildly entertaining. Because of that, mm. you like you could really dive into this construct that they that they made for themselves. Well, and it's uh, redone and redone and redone, right? Like, how many shows mm. are there about witches, vampires, many, werewolves? How many are there? Yeah, not many. I think they, yeah, no, there are. Think, okay, count there's them. a new what's, one what's that's on Prime right now, and it's like the witches were found or something like that. There's another that show about what mages and witches don't count. What about witch the Witcher? What about? But that's not the same kind of show. Yennefer, you can call something. A, listen, keep okay. lovely, beautiful Yennefer out of this. 
It's my girl. All, no, yeah, no. It's all not, I'm saying it's not the same type of show. That is what I'm saying. Magic. I'm saying it's a very popular thing to do. Whether you're doing Jennifer it lost her magic, times, Dave. Just, this is you're doing it in modern times, or whether you're doing it in uh, medieval or whatever fantasy realm you want to set. It's and or I'm saying like it's a, a good thing. Lot. I'm actually agreeing with you. But I'm saying there are a lot of shows out there. If if we want to look up shows about modern day witches, I guarantee you we're going to find like at least ten. But what at, I at think that three. I think the, nah. I think the craft in a lot of ways <laughs> sets itself apart because it's unique in that way. Where like the craft, it doesn't have tons of mystical creatures. Like they're not visited by war, like whatever vampires and goblins and and stuff like that. Yeah. It it also takes place in in this the context. Job. Well, it takes place in the context of high school, uh, but I mean, like that's what sets it apart from Charm. Like it, it, it seems based in reality, and they have these powers. Like yes. there isn't like this world that they discover beyond themselves. Like the powers are theirs for, alone. Mike. Yes. Yeah, but who put the sharks on the beach, Mike? We don't know the Manon. watchers of the tower or whatever. Manon did. Manon, Manon. was an offering. Manon, 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 Manon. Manon. It was a. It was a. Uh, <laughs> Manon, Manon. <laughs> Manon, Manon did. Um, oh, you went with like a Master P. I was thinking like Muppets. What? Oh, yeah, what I yeah, also yeah. want to know is there a witch that lives in every town, just like in the downtown somewhere? That, that you actress can go was in? horrendous. And she you're was like, you know so what? So bad. I mean, they can't be the only people who go into that store. You know, and I'm going to say this and there, shoplift every time. Yeah, it's <laughs> hundreds well, that's of dollars. What I'm saying. Like, there's a whole world we talk timeline at all, by the way, in the beginning of the movie, how fast the book was 50 bucks. Yeah. How fast this all happens. They were like, like Robin Tooney shows up at school. She spins a pencil. We know this. And then suddenly the girls, this is her first day at school, by the way, not the second, no montage, whatever. And they're like fourth. She's the fourth. Not and we don't, you know what I mean? Like immediately, it's. I argue just, they spent the exact amount of time they needed to on any of that. We're not there for yeah, that. I want to get to the witch stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, not saying you couldn't have done it in a quick pace, but as we said many times on this podcast, and this is just my opinion, you can drop some stuff very quickly to have some time pass, so that we feel like there's something that actually developed a little bit. And a lot of times in the hour and a half movies or the hour 40 movies, especially the ones we've watched from the 90s and the 80s, if they're pushed to teens, it is like, doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't matter. You know what Do I mean? Do you think it matters here? There. That's what I was going to ask I, you. Do you think that um, matters here? At the end of the day, I'm going to say no, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't poke what? holes a little bit. Well, d- no, I, I agree think- with you, Dave. I, no, I, all right, I can't believe I'm saying this. Question. Yes, he does you, agree you with that, Michael. I want to ask you something. I agree with you. Michael. 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 Why? And we have a Sarah. Gonna, this movie had Sarah. 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 I'm going to so ask both of you this covered. question if that's what you're saying. What would we have found out in that time that would have made this movie that much better? I think it would have given a little more depth to Robin Tooney's character. In the but sense of why, what, 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 what I'm for? looking for yeah. is if we're doing, here. yeah, I'll be specific. Don't make me be more specific. hair, be different Pacific. colored hair. I will be Pacific <laughs> and Atlantic, okay, and maybe Indian Ocean as well. Dave, I might not be in specific. Let me be. Can specific. I set the table for you? I'm going to help you. I All just right, help put you the knives down. Set it for me. I'm going to set the table for you. The doilies. This. I want to agree with Dave. I feel like Dave and I agree unusually often in this, in this podcast, we, we see strangely eye to eye, but 
Yeah, I think all of us can agree that it's the character arcs that are lacking in this movie that really it's its big weak spot. Yeah, but that's so, not what Dave's saying. Dave's saying, but, but, oh, but like, saying you think you I'm can not, cure that? You can cure that? Sorry, my bad. I'll step back. I'll step back. I'll step back. Yeah, let's I'm, throw in some montages. Let's give some like quick cuts. Let's give some just brief shit that just gives like window dressing to the characters. And then I could can handle spend a, the rest a montage of the or two time. extra in this movie. I wouldn't have actually I would have loved a couple montages. And I just mean because Robin Tooney's power is so quick and so immediate, and I don't need a ton of backstory. I actually don't like that when they get too deep into that sort of stuff. But just a little more about it it's like your favorite shit you love i like back no i like backstory but how you present it really matters and if you're going to bore me with a five minute scene of backstory it's i like it when it's integrated into the story in a way and you can have flashbacks but somehow it's still pushing the plot along in a way that i don't feel like okay let's sit and learn about it but anyway what i'm saying is that her powers in the beginning are so all like automatically there Mm -hmm. and i i kind of am curious if it was like a little montage or a little a a little extra scene small where she is discovering a little bit more of her power then that's why she's drawn to the other three girls so at least we have some motivation for her to get there and then and and it would just be a little nicer Mm -hmm. you know a a little more the chasing like small i don't like i got i got a scene for you i got it skeet skeet uh, skeet 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 (laughs) Right, Maybe right. chasing her a little bit more, develop that. Just like I'm talking, like a one minute scene, a two minute scene. Something. You want her to go home after an interaction with the girls that's uncomfortable and practice her magic, and then have a little montage of her like over the next couple nights, like practicing and doing newer, yeah. newer things every something time. Something like that, or something like she does it. The parents walk in, she's freaked out. Maybe oh, hey, she's oh. hiding ah, it. Dad! Oh, yeah, Dad, something. <laughs> yeah, or she gets I, – I think totally. Somehow she from? gets freaked out from her powers or she goes after Christine Taylor they did it in a, a weird group, way. They, they did kind of do it as a group. So you could say that they, they did make a choice to give you that info. They just did it like she unlocked – like it was kind of like their – you know, you could tie that in. That you could was, argue that it ties into the four uh, of them well, coming together. Know a good, that a good quick like seduction that. into the group that was better and we knew less and I actually thought worked really well was Lost Boys. How they introduced Mike. Well, this was into, a better movie than The Crown, yeah. I think. But I thought, like, his introduction, there was a mystery around those guys. Lost and Boys I think they so were good. trying to create that around the three girls. But I don't think it completely worked in the sense of, like, I, there was still a lot of great mystery around the vampires as he gets induced into the into the crowd, in, right. in my opinion. There's I, no room okay. for mystery in this movie. You're right about I'm gonna, that. I'm going to put this out here. They for didn't me, find room for it. There is room for it. They did yeah, not take yeah. the time to find room for it. For me, for me, it's I don't think that the extra scenes need need to be on the front end. I just think that they yes. need to re- totally rework the back end of the movie. Yeah, because to me, it's like it's a movie called The Craft. Like literally, the cover of the movie is like, oh, they're fucking witches. Yeah, and I feel like if and you're it can't a witch, be a demon, like you were saying before, it can't yeah. be like they accidentally summon a demon and then have to fight it and have a fist fight with it at the end. No, no I, I think I think that cool, the character Maybe in the middle arc, of the movie, the character arc goes like, wrong. Boom. Like I said before, when they go to war with each other, because basically it becomes three of them versus her, and you lose the other two characters, Nev Campbell. Right, and, uh, you know, and you know where there's mm-hmm. also room to expand this too is like, again, like I feel like a lot of the things we're talking about are not even like 
big things that they could have just like spiced the movie up a little bit. We're like asking for him to like add a little spice to it, but they could have done so yeah. much with like the fact that the weather in that town is fucking nuts during this whole story. Like they're calling storms in and there's crazy weather constantly. And there's like weird stuff happening. You'd think you could have a little thing. You could even like movies did this all the time where somebody turns on the radio and the song ends. And then it's like, and once again, uh, more storms coming through the area today. <laughs> so and, strange. Blah, blah, blah. and like <laughs> normally that kind of shit makes me annoyed in a movie because it's lazy most of the time. But in this movie, it was like they just all they need to do was do that. And it would have added a nice yeah. little bit of like uh, like one of their know, parents being like, did ice. you hear about all the sharks that washed up onto the beach? Yeah. yeah what's up with day? that? Uh, no, yeah. I don't know anything about that, mom. What the hell? We better yeah. get down there. Shark is expensive. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> so, somebody chop off a fin. <laughs> it's the '90s. This was okay. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I and I think we're all discussing the same thing. And for some reason, what popped in my head is like the first Ghostbusters, and I mean, in the sense of ramping up the supernatural to the the, and that's what most of these movies are. It's this one, especially, as we see, I think, with a lot of supernatural things, is the seduction of power and then how power corrupts. Right. And then overcoming that. I mean, yeah. those are I the don't main... think it needs to get bigger. I think it needs <laughs> but, to get more varied uh, and I, kind I of maintain a, a tone at the end. Yeah. I, I will. Make, so apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, apparently they had an actual witchcraft consultant for this movie <laughs> that they relied heavily on the advice of when well, they were doing like, the rituals, like apparently all the rituals are like, true witch right. rituals and occult so like these were all like they so i may be just just thinking that the attempt to make this a true representation of witchcraft maybe handcuffed them a little bit from making it a fun hollywood story like we're all talking no i think about. that's good though we I, don't no no I, we're not asking for a fun hollywood no, story we're I asking for can, like yeah more I agree. Of Go ahead. What the what what the repercussions of witchcraft in the real world would look like? We're looking for that kind of thing. That's kind of what Mike and Dave like. If you combine what we're all saying, you get like this more interesting canvas to work with within this world that they have. Like you, there there was so much they could have explored and didn't. Well, from the characters, she, yeah. from the characters to the setting to the magic itself, they just kind of like didn't quite get there on any of it. Honestly. When she spins the pencil, right, and it's and then it starts floats it, like, it floats, and she starts no, it's, drilling it's, it's into balancing. the desk, right? It's How balancing, come yeah. no one else, and not that everyone else has to notice, but a little reaction, like you said, in, in the real world of what this is, instead of people being like, and I, maybe the whole concept though, and we're we're just missing it, is that they're the weirdos, so people just assume that weird shit happens around them. Yeah. How other people fine. in the real world couldn't realize that it was magic and some weird witchcraft shit. Like, well, what about them getting in trouble with the principal for a second? Now, I don't want it to be a high school movie. I'm really happy they got out of that pretty quickly. But just something, like you said, what what is the reaction coming back to them when it's like, oh, shit, magic's real? You know, and I know it's supposed to be the magic you do is three times. If it's not like from pure heart sort of thing, like it'll come back on to you. Comes back to you. Right. But, no, the rules are good. I think the rules are really what makes this movie awesome. And like, again, what sets it apart, the, the world of the craft, like what sets that apart from so much fantasy and, and supernatural and horror. It's like the rules are set right away. And therefore, they just can kind of like gut, like it kind of like, um, 
makes the plot happen from there. There's got to be a word for that. But it's like the rules dictate what happens in the plot. So they kind of like tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Was in effect. We talked about the other three girls, but Dave, while you were gone, we talked about like how they kind of let these characters down. But we didn't really talk about Nev Campbell's character. And that was a whole other avenue Mm. you could have explored where she like all all of a sudden becomes this like sexual rock star. Like it unleashes from her. Like that's a that like what could be a better metaphor for like being a teenager than what her character goes through. Like it explodes, yeah. like an explosion of sexuality and nothing. She just like hits on that guy and then she also then just turns bitchy. Like they had all Whoa. these cool angle like plots they could have de- developed and made interesting movie. Yeah, I think some of that got cut out because there's think a think direct reference to it in the car. I think it's when they're on the, yeah, go ahead, Dave. 15 minutes, like just about 10, 15 minutes uh, that I think would have filled in the blank and just made made the movie in general richer in character. That would, have made that, a, that would have made this a two-hour movie. And I don't know if there's, the craft there's a is a serious By the time movie. we were like, rolling, by the time we're rolling, I, I was actually into... I was into the movie. Like, actually, yeah. this is the first time in a while. I was like, no, I'm kind of into this. Like, you know, and, you know, then there's stuff that comes back that I remember. But, you know, Emily as well. She was like, no, I actually, you know, that I was into it. So I yeah. think it says something. Although, yes, there are many things that are easy to make fun of, especially like your local town, witch. I mean, can we all walk in and just get a book whenever we want for 20 bucks? That's going to give me magic powers because I'll. Do yeah, that. I love the I love 100%. the special effect of their her lighting the one candle and then like fifty other candles light up at the exact same time. There was some oh, really yeah. fun like practical movie effects. One of my favorite rear projector in a car scenes I think I've ever seen when they're when there's like they're having like a long conversation in the car and the rear projector uh, I don't know how they did it but the camera moves all the way like almost halfway around the car and it's all rear projector behind them showing them like driving down the street. It was great. I just like. Stuff like that just looks timeless for some reason. Like, it, like uh, they could have gotten away with making this like generic every city, but it felt so much like Los Angeles and like a wrong Los Angeles that it was really distracting. The entire yeah, like time. a dirty noir <laughs> LA. Yeah, that like they could have like like Terminator LA. LA. Was the LA. Yeah. What's going Terminator. on in downtown LA? Yeah. They, could, they could have done away with the entire Skid Row, Skid Row, like crazy homeless guy with the snakes. Like that was all pointless, pointless, and like time wasting. Also, yeah, was that that when we talked about how that whole thing got dropped? He wasn't like a warlock. He wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, how was he dreaming about her? How was how was that supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, that got completely lost. And it's funny because then if I think of something like The Crow, which would actually be interesting to revisit. It would be. I'd be interested to see that again. I think the plot line, for what it's worth, like, although I'm sure there's going to be stuff that's wrong with it, at least it made sense and went through its entire process that you didn't feel like there were pieces of the movie that you're like, meh. Well, I think the difference is The Crow is a genre movie. It is a revenge movie. That's what it is. It is a Death Wish, you know, style, like this guy goes on a killing spree, you know, John Wick, whatever, pick your revenge movie. It has a genre. I think The Craft has is is grabbing from other genres and piecing stuff together that like they were like getting really close to something really fucking awesome and they just like didn't quite quite get it there and i think that's an opposite approach the crow is like a revenge movie that they put a goth coating on and this is like a movie about witches and magic that they're trying to build a movie around if that makes sense 
Well, and it also has those themes of like um, so much of fantasy and horror is so masculine a lot of the time where there's so much of a horror. I mean, even um, Scream, which comes out the same year and also stars Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell. I know. uh, Is also such a masculine movie in a weird way, even though she's like the lead. Like it's still like um, yeah, it is. a dude movie, and I think like this is very much leaning in, and, and like it may not ultimately get there, but it's like I think that the reason this movie resonates so many years later is because um, it hits a chord that way of like this, this mm-hmm. like um, it's 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 very genuinely feminine in in a in such a great way um it's, but it's like where, you're getting one minute yeah. and a half of a great song and you know that yeah. there's like four minutes of that song somewhere but you're never gonna get it you just yeah, get that minute yeah. and a half yeah and you yeah that's, what I'm saying. Agree, Mike. that's they the did. first half of this movie where it's just yeah. like whoa like the the protagonist and the uh, you know the villain and the hero they're all of this so movie. good all four of the lead yeah. actresses are so good too they're really they, they all, I also think they all put in great performances despite the fact that it was just so like the script didn't get him there and didn't give him enough to work with ultimately like like yeah and it it tried to, like, at the at the end it tried to have its cake and eat it too and the for my biggest example being like the difference in robin tooney's uh wardrobe at the end where all of a sudden she's the horror horror last girl running around with her boobs bouncing yeah. Like the movie yeah. has never been exploitative, in my opinion, at all. At that point, it's been genre a. Like I was saying, like it's taken from genres, but I don't think it was exploitative. And then it kind of like it tries to like wink at you a little bit and be like, "Ha Now we're well, like a slasher movie, but it's I, not, I, and it it, it doesn't the, fit. The the real thing that that I noticed about this and what set it apart and why the first half is so good is it takes this idea of. Um, a high school girl who, who's somebody who is incredibly insecure, who doesn't feel like she has a lot of power and then giving her that power. And then what would, what would she do with that? And yes. then, and, and how does you morally compute that? Yeah. But what I think it's it goes, every teenager's uh, fantasy and, and right. her I mean, mom died giving us, birth right? to her. That That's but, like something that they didn't really explore except for like, one I line. thought, I thought, and it's not in the movie. I thought at some point the, the mother, does she revisit her? She does at the end, right? She like speaks to her when she's yeah, having a dying a moment. On yeah, the oh, floor. that's right. Yeah. But once again, but, yeah. another plot line that could have been very cool. Also, which battle at the end for me could have been longer. She got the power. Yeah. I want to see what they can do with it. That's that's my opinion. Uh, I agree, Actually, but, but I also think out of your that eyes, I can also, you I also think that they fly portray, a frog out of your ass. Go ahead. Oh my god! They, can we talk about that the fireplace? Characters. In the makeout well, room at the well, party. Let me, though. let me just make one more point and we can talk about that. The <laughs> okay. reason the second half of the movie isn't good is because they portray where the characters yes. are going. 100%. The, the characters get power and then they become, uh, they have incredible hubris. They become really prideful. They become mm-hmm. really full of themselves and they think that they can do anything and they end up doing terrible things. But instead, and you, lose, you even lose their chemistry too. Sorry, yeah, and, and instead of like going down the route of them being their own demise, right. they end up somehow fighting each other, which doesn't totally. make sense. Yeah, yeah. they well, they lose yes. agency honestly in yeah. in the story because it's like oh their tra- their various traumas have just turned them, and there was no way around it. And it and it and it yeah. again, it feels like a betrayal because this movie has more to it than that. It's like 
there's in plenty of other movies it would have been fine i mean like it was trashy fun it was great there was witches but this it's movie like makes right you after, want more like there's the the point where it turns for me is right after feruza ball kills skeet ulrich yes because yeah, i feel like that it. is that like scene. a point where they start to recognize this is off the rails. Also, they just we, leave. We are losing it. Yeah. They just walk out. Nobody says anything. We're done with that party. And then it should yeah. have its, <laughs> like the magic should have its way with them sort of right, after yeah. that. You know what it, I mean? But it's, I forget, somebody made the point earlier that I will reiterate that it's, there's no rhyme or reason as to why in there, in like, you know, the build to the great conflict between Faruka Balk and uh, Robin Tooney <laughs> I knew I, knew I was going to mess it up, but you know what I mean. Um, there's, but there's no like, there's no character driven reason as to why the girls fall on the lines that they do in terms of that conflict. Right? Like, why yeah, is everybody yeah. all of a sudden backing like the girl who just got absorbed by the crazy spirit of the earth and is like acting like a psychopath? Yeah. And it they becomes like ridiculous when they follow through with that at the end, and they're like, "Hey, sorry, we tried to kill you." Um, yeah, got any more of that magic stuff? Like, yeah. we're dying for a hit here. I, I feel like they kind of <laughs> lamely explain it, like, oh, she was just like so magical, we couldn't, like, you yeah. know, her magic, like magic does, or whatever. It's a shame, yeah. game. Not, it's, or yeah, it's, it's or it's sell your soul to the devil. I mean, isn't that kind of the point? I don't want that in this world. I don't want like an actual yeah. big boss or anything like bad guy. Manon, so, well, that's the, the, the rule boss. is good. The rule is the the rule of. Whatever spell you there do, is no visit good or you bad. back three times. Right. It's just a well, – that's the plot. Like right. that is wait, just wait, a wait. great plot Robin Tooney right said it at the end. She said, Manon sends a message. Manon. Who's the gift? <laughs> Manon. Manon. Right. Manon. 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 And now he wants it back. Okay? Nobody can see you pointing yeah. like waving your, your uh, yeah. e- cigarette at us. <laughs> I'm going to you, Madonna I'm going to break in with the haiku. You didn't see oh, that yeah. part oh, in the haiku. outtakes where they, they cut right. the Italian guy who comes in. He's like, Wait. I just came <laughs> to deliver this pizza pie to the girls. <laughs> there, I got someone say that. I'm very hungry. Manon's body of Manon here. Manon, what are you? She sucks So here's my You got a magic? Oh, my God. Mike, I need your focus here. <laughs> my dog. Where all these sharks come from? My oh my god! A, <laughs> oh, that's a spicy meatball right there. Zappy, get over here! Ah, but I How you do that with your pencil? You make it a pencil stand up like that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna edit all this out, all right? Okay. Mike, I, mean, I have a serious question for you. I told you she loses her hair. She loses her hair. Mike, you are. <laughs> she loses her hair. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Mike, okay, I got this. So you are the expert. You are a residential expert in the rules of the craft world. Clearly, um, what, what, what? After Robin Tooney does the lightning storm and knocks the tree limb down and rips, whips up the wind. Uh, how does that come back to her three times? Like, what does that it look like, like? Dents her car. 
<laughs> she has to take it to the shop and it costs three times there's as much. There's a price to pay every time you use a spell. No, no, isn't it? If no. What if Skeet Ulrich is like still You're obsessed like, with her? This is going to cost a million dollars. Oh, wait, okay, hold on. Yeah, it's like if you do it to somebody else, right? Like not yeah. if you just like do a spell. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. You do a spell to somebody else, it comes back to you. Right. To me, so, I would just be doing good shit to right. other people. Yeah, Here, hey. Well, and hey. then it has, then hey. it has the laws hey. of good Check. and evil, which you just I, said you didn't want in the movie it has the laws of good and evil that no i didn't say you that. do on to others comes back it's on not to a you moral code tenfold. it's you're doing things for people so that stuff you like will happen to you no yeah the, the, the threefold coming back thing i'm, I'm is not doing it because of god it. i'm doing it because like if i go dave <laughs> look in your pants right now and you're like holy no. shit i got a 12 inch dick then guess what's gonna happen to me 36 Three. inch dick haiku Haiku. See what he carry it's in all... his pants, Giuseppe? It's big. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big salami. Beer and That's the guy got a lawnmower, daddy. Mama, my lawnmower. Oh, my God. The Holy <laughs> Spirit of the Brazil. <laughs> hey, That's what was have, missing have, in this entire movie. Do you have alternative titles? A, a group of Italians just oh, immigrants. Do your haiku. Do your haiku. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Teen girls are scary. No, really, terrifying. Then you add witchcraft. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly. Thank you, Solo. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. getting That's it. That's the best summation of that movie. That should be on the yeah. Did we talk about Christine cable. Taylor, by the way, and her hair falling out already? Oh, the, the yes, racist? I said yeah, how, I thought, that, yeah, was, were, I thought that was the best like horror movie element of the movie. Yeah. It was the best horror. Yeah, I mean. That was great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed all but of that. But then, like, why would that make her hair fall out? Wouldn't that make the magic racist? Mm. <laughs> no, no. Because I... they used her hair. I think that was the spell. Right, but she made her hair fall out. And then well, it came back to her, her own. and three times as many hairs fell out of her head. As yeah, you but then I was saying, like, like, it was like an illusion in the mirror. Nothing ever really happened. I would have liked a little more. Reason, I don't know. Her so... wrists were really slit. She was really bleeding out. Yeah. That was real. I thought it was illusion too, but apparently it wasn't. But that would no, make what? the magic racist towards her because because she her was wrist doing got slit by the knife. Her. No, she was she was doing the magic to make the racist hair fall out to stop racism. So <laughs> then the magic made her hair fall out. So the magic is racist. But her hair never. That was an optical. All right. So look, I know it's tough, guys. It's it's a real. It's a I don't real know if I agree with that. Complicated I don't think scene. I don't think that's a corresponding. Connection. Yeah, so Josh, are you saying racist is an optical illusion? I you are canceled. I'm saying I'm pro racism, okay? <laughs> Mama mia. Manu. Wait, racism is an Come on. <laughs> See the Would Italians you, found Manon first. They, why don't <laughs> All right, here we go. Burn for the bow. Alternative titles. <laughs> the shaft. Uh hold my snake. Uh, bitches of shaft. Eastwick. <laughs> Wait, why are there so many dick jokes in a movie about four women? But well, I, 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 have you ever listened to this podcast? Titles. Wait, have you ever listened to this podcast? Thank you yeah, very Dave, much. Have you, have you met your brother? Goth girls gone wild. Goth girls gone wild. It will be visited upon you threefold. Five, five, <laughs> five fingers in her discount. Oh, good uh, witches, oh boy. <laughs> witches and hoes. 
uh, invoking <laughs> wait witches and hoes <laughs> invoking my spirit uh, oh. lousy lays and assholes these Whoa. girls got problems um, <laughs> bum runner over uh, wait blood what? makes me fart uh, bum runner over I'm catching all these Dave keep going you're on roll right. uh, I'm light as a feather I'm, I'm light as a feather and stiff as a board. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> uh, come on, kids. Witchcraft is cool. Uh, scars be gone. Witchcraft at Crazy Larry's because there was some sort of commercial in there. Uh, white Jesus girl. I don't know what that meant. It's better in my head. Shark killer. Uh, Shark killer is a great title for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeps falling out. Name of J-Bone sex team. Fuck switch. Um, Nancy has lost her damn mind. Uh, killer witches from L.A. Uh, I wish someone would invoke me, meaning my penis. Um, that was, yeah, I landed better on the other one. The, tower, the, wa- the watcher of the tower. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Dave, on a sandwich, the two pieces of bread are the same kind of bread. So you had to finish it the way you began it. Right. Witch kick. No, name there's of more. My punk man. Um, the arts and craft, uh, small booty bitches and, <laughs> <laughs> and the craft and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> well, well done, Dave. Dave, you missed. That was uh, wonderful. Bitches of Eastwick. No, he no, no, I did not. That was, was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I would have said anyway. It was that was actually a great line. I actually liked one thing. I did like in this movie. They have a conversation in the car. And it's like, are we having a theological conversation and this and that mm-hmm. back and forth? And I Love was like, scene. you know what? Like people think. I was like, oh, the teenagers really talk like that. And I'm like, you know what? We kind of talked like that when yeah, we were teenagers. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. smarter than you think, depending on which group yes. you're talking to. All and the scenes where they were plot- hanging out together before the plot made them enemies were really good. They had a lot yeah. of chemistry. They were natural. They, like, it, it actually made sense that these were actually not teenage actresses because they were old enough to kind of, like, rip, like play a teenager you know, in a kind of deeper way. It was even, really good. Though, yeah. I think some, maybe Rachel True was like almost 30. At that, was she <laughs> that really? Point. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were, all, they were, all, they were all well in their 20s. And one of them, I oh, think, no. was like Mary almost 30. Jane! She was a giver. <laughs> yeah. And for her both definitely wishes she had a smaller ass. You said you gave Mary Jane a pearl necklace. <laughs> you obviously misunderstood that story. <laughs> I Do just we say, wanna, and I know we we're gonna get to it, but I think uh, at the end of the day, we all agree, so, or at least I agree with myself that it. Uh, that's good. Says I know. You. Got to try to. Yeah, it says me. Shut up, you. So uh, I just think that no, you it, The movie could have gone in a lot of different ways, and it just didn't quite hit one plot or the other. I think also Rochelle point. gets told three and a half times to shut up in this movie no one else gets told to shut up except for that halftime when her and nev campbell get told together same number Three of times, times don't know if that, that was Donnie added after they shut up in big actress or not i don't know mm-hmm. mike said that not me um, same time, so it was the same number of times donnie's asked to shut up in big lebowski shut the fuck up Donnie. 
That's I think Donnie gets told to shut up way more than yeah, anybody no, that's, in the video. That's way you guys more. want to come back and listen? Yeah, let's to come back. Why our, don't we drop listener? Why don't we drop? We'll we'll drop one of our listener comments in right now, and then a little music, and then we'll come back, and then at, we'll do all our ending. And at the end of the episode, Mike is going to promote a new show, and we'll have a couple more, I believe. Don't we have like three total listener comments? If I remember correctly, yeah, two. We, we at, at least, least have two. two, and one of them is supposedly epic. So and I have fans. plugs. I have a plug at the end. So <laughs> a plug. Okay. Yeah. So there's what a lot of plug coming. No, don't answer that. <laughs> My dick. <laughs> I'm like the little Dutch boy. Does the craft suck? No. On the contrary, it rocks. I mean, the ending is corny, but it's the 90s and we're dealing with magic here. And more importantly, the craft is just a movie about high school girls trying to find power within themselves in their complicated youth. You got Robin Tunney, the new girl trying to be accepted, on top of addressing self-harm. Then Faruza Balk, the weirdo propelling from society and yet wants nothing more than a strong inner circle to rely on to validate her intense feelings. Then the physical attribute of Neve Campbell showing the superficiality of girls at that age and how hard it is for one to accept oneself. And then Rachel True facing real upfront racial adversity like it's nothing. And then they make the races suffer. They damn the men that disrespect them. They find the power within themselves to overcome these obstacles. And then best of all, when they realize too much power isn't good for anyone, they step down. Except for Uzabalk, who goes crazy. Which anyone who doesn't realize too much power is not enough does. I mean, if you took the magic out, it would lose all its fun, but not its purpose. It's a story about American teenage girls. And a story about how too much power corrupts. And we need that. And that's why they must have remade it, too, you know? Because high school girls are probably dealing with the same bullshit that they were in 1996. I think it's great. Okay, let's go for it then. Does it suck now? Anybody? <laughs> I'll go. Mike, you're supposed to pass the ball to someone else. Like with oh, their... Dave, Dave, does the craft suck now? Uh, I love the way your voice goes up at the end of that. Because uh-huh. um, it's a question. That's, that's what happens. It's English. Yeah. Do it's you? Inf- it's called an inflection. Say that every time? <laughs> Only if it's a question. <laughs> I always um, say, does it suck I now? have to say, I, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie for all the problems that it has in it. And I was really surprised. And I think this goes back to, I don't know if we'll put this in or not. We're talking about like the power of the dog. And what I find interesting is your expectations going into something. If you think the movie is going to not be good as we assume with most of these movies we go back to um 
a lot of times it'll surprise you. But if you go back being like this movie was amazing, you just, a lot of times you go back and go, eh, it wasn't too much. I mean, we, there are a few, of course. Big Trouble in Little China, always. But I have to say, I don't think this movie sucks now. Um, because for whatever it's worth, the way they put the scenes together, how it was crafted, and I'll, I'll go on a J-Bone rant here for a sec, like how it was crafted, the pacing, all of it. I was into it, whether I'm disappointed with certain parts or I wanted to know more. I mean, maybe that's part of it being something that I still liked and I would watch it again. And I think it held up. It didn't feel so 90s either, like Clueless or something that really felt dated to me. And I I don't know. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. So, no, I don't think it sucks now. Clueless is timeless. Movie's amazing. I know, but some things are stuck in their period, and maybe we need to go back. Varsity Blues, for instance. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) James Vanderbeek is on its period. (laughs) So, who are you tossing it to, Dave? He's crank. Oh, Uh, Solo. Does this movie suck? Uh, Now. Now. So, I. Actually, thought this movie was better upon its 2022 viewing than I remember it from its whatever 1990 whatever viewing when I saw it the first time. Um, which was I was pleasantly surprised by that, and, and I think a lot of that had to do with what Mike was describing earlier about the mystique that this movie has built up over the last few decades, and I think maybe that um, kind of plated it up a little bit more for me than than the first time I saw it when maybe I was just like oh it's this you know witchy chick flick and whatever I'll give it a watch and uh I completely I mean like we're all on the same page we all mentioned about you know the sloppy character development and the way the story kind of just you know hangs out there without any like real you know tight build or anything like that but it's entertaining you know, you can't deny that it's entertaining and, you, you know, the the effort they put into the special effects and the scenes and the research behind all the occult shit, and that's all really well done. And it's it's a worthwhile watch, if for no other reason, you know, for the generational mystique about it, but also the, the fact that, yeah, it's, it's like a, a really, really long, high fly ball out of a movie. <laughs> it's like entertaining to watch, and then it kind of like lands in the glove, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, that's a good, I like that. So that's analogy. a really good baseball metaphor, actually. That's yeah. hard to do. Well done. So all right. Well, why don't you pass that run. baseball to somebody? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back into the infield to J Bone <laughs> and say, what do you think? Does it suck now? Uh, I don't think the craft sucks now, uh, even though I am also disappointed in it. It's like a child that I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you right now. I still love you, but I'm disappointed in you right now. Um, <laughs> it uh, it has a lot of energy, has really awesome soundtrack that's very of the times and fitting. The character, not the characters, the cast is really generally excellent. Um, I just really liked it. It's really watchable and enjoyable and yeah. I liked it. It doesn't suck now. Also, Solo, I want to say, I also liked it more now than I did when I saw it when it came out. And I was hyped about it when it came out. I remember reading about it in like Entertainment Weekly or something like that. And I was like, I was like, shit, really beautiful actresses, gothy, like sound, alternative soundtrack. Like I'm in. Had uh, um, 
just I was excited for it. And then uh it's I, I was a little disappointed when it first came out and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I want I want I want 10 different craft movies made by 10 different directors of very various backgrounds and even genders. Uh, I would just want to see what everybody would make of this. I want like a Wachowski, Wachowski sisters version of the craft. Oh, yeah. I want something like that. I think that would be amazing. Malik, Terrence, uh, Malik, Cohen brothers, Terrence oh, Malik, can Malik do a craft, yeah, the craft. Jesus, <laughs> sure. <Christ. laughs> so. I think John. I think John Carpenter could make an amazing craft. Oh, it would be yeah. So, or how more. about the woman that remade Candyman? Why isn't she should make a craft movie? Because the um, Candyman yeah, was she garbage. Would, Oh yeah, she I didn't see it, a, but she's supposed to be a really talented director. Um, uh, Jane Mike. Campion's the craft. Oh my god, I would pay money to see that. Uh, Ridley Scott's. The by the way, yes, I think I'd one of the reasons, all these movies. Yeah, I think one of the reasons we were disappointed in when it came out in '96 is, I think this movie, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, was pitched as like the female, the crow, in a way. It was pitched as a goth sort of thing on the With coattails no of, you know, that sort of uh, genre. And I think it was just pitched in a way oh. that the movie isn't that. So when we all went the to go see it, we were like, man. Sarah. 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 Where are you, Sarah? Sarah. Dude, everyone's yelling Michael. at you. Where's Mike's Sarah? wife Sarah. has crashed the podcast. Michael. Like, Dave, while you were while you were indisposed of uh, minding <laughs> your natural business, now, I, I, I talked about <laughs> what you just said a little bit, so we covered oh, it. Yeah. All right, I was on that nice. point. I agreed with you on that about nice. connecting it to the uh, the crow. Um, yeah, and I think so. And uh, did Solo, did you watch it with Mrs. Solo? Nope, watched it all by myself. And okay. quite honestly, this is one of the only movies for the podcast that I managed to watch it through all in one sitting without falling asleep. Oh, nice. Agreed. Well, Me too. Man, what could be a higher praise from a 40-something-year-old <laughs> man? Than, uh, I don't know. I Especially this awake. movie. It's, uh, a yeah, lot it didn't even have Gerald me. Butler in it for you. It's Gerard, and yes, true. Yes, and <laughs> what a better movie for four 40-year-old white men to talk about than <laughs> 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 it was written and directed by 40 year old white men <laughs> and by the job, way yeah. gerald butler is in the movie 100 not three it's gerard no no i mean gerald he's in the other movie the spinoff <laughs> 100 <laughs> he's like all this right. is sparta guys okay all right mike all right, did you mike, say it, you said it doesn't suck, suck now right? mike or did you not say Oh, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, no, I'm, Sarah, try, I'm trying to talk. Dave was over talking, to and Sarah was talking. So anyway, do you, do you want to say something, Mike? Do you want to tell I, us if it's now? I think I just, you guys kind of like summed up uh, my feelings uh, on this movie. Where um, I think it's a great idea that is just not well executed, but for some reason, some of it is. We didn't say I, all of it was was badly. No, executed. yeah, yeah. The I ending sucks. Right. Yeah, I think I think. Um, it's it's a very watchable movie that holds up for some reason over the years mm -hmm. because I think the idea is so original and because it is so relatable in a lot of ways. Like just it keep, it survives. Like I can show this movie to a teenager now and they would probably be like, oh, they'd love yeah. it. Yeah, and they would probably love it. One because probably the '90s are back in, but also like it's just relatable. It's um, campy in all the the right ways. 
the characters are the, the archetypes of the characters are all just like classic. Oh my god! Um, the, the best part of the battle was when she throws the like dresser at, uh, yes. at Robin Tooney into the wall, and then like it's her clothing looking like stiff there, and she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then she appears out of it, and she's back in her clothes. That was amazing. <laughs> that was great. But this movie has, I think, enough heart to get it by. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I think like you could it like it's in that way we, like we were saying like um movies like the Highlander um you, just like in that way where it creates a world that you want to exist in which is why you can do sequels and remakes and you know the charm show because everybody like wants to recapture that vibe and it's there is a vibe human. to this movie that transcends time in a lot of ways yeah it's very human in that way yeah people want to live in this world where Mm -hmm. where wiccan magic is real and you can like get back at some boy who's who's a dick to you also i think there's a hunger for like a female version of the hero myth that isn't just Mm -hmm. the same stories that the male versions get just with a gender swap i think there's a lot like yeah i'm not anti that sometimes that's really interesting to do a gender swap but or sometimes it reveals how the gender doesn't matter at all. But it would just be interesting to like branch out more than copy with slightly different kinds of people, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that's right. And it captures being um like I was never a teenage girl, but what <laughs> I was sure think... fascinated by teenage girls, though. <laughs> yeah, but I think it this uh captures a place in a lot of people's imaginations because it somehow nails something about being a teenage girl that resonates and it resonates in such a way that this movie has sort of become better with time instead Mm -hmm. of just uh, being a a relic of the nineties. Like like scream felt like that. Like scream came out the same year scream was uh, just incredibly nice. Self-referential, sarcastic, 90s soundtrack, uh, you know, hot, the hot teenage kids, all that stuff. But for some reason, this movie survive beyond Scream because because of what it says Wait, and what it represents. You think this is a better movie than Scream? I think that mm. this movie is uh more iconic than Scream. No way. I, I no. disagree with that a thousand a percent. No. I feel confident I saying that's insane to say. I think that's no, insane to say. I think that this I think that this movie um holds a place in people's hearts in a way that Scream does not. That might be fair. Maybe okay. All right. By that, the way, that's what I'm a, saying. That matters. Good save. Good yeah. save. Does it does it suck like, now? I, I just think he said that no. it's oh. I he think no. I say no, but I think that this movie has survived the oh. test of, of time <laughs> in a it's in aging a well. Yeah, yeah, in a different way than Scream has. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I, mean, I don't want to take away from Scream's importance. No, no. We talked no, no, about no, I get that. Mike, I wanna I wanna like interpret what you're saying a little bit because I think I get it. Like an old cheese. Tell me if you agree with this, is that is that the craft is surviving uh despite its placement in the 90s and scream is surviving yeah. because of its placement in the 90s yeah. yeah i think that's a good way to put it like scream is a horror movie and it and it subverts the trope all the horror tropes in a very 90s way where this is a movie whose story takes place in the 90s but resonates beyond the 90s by the way how much do you think this movie was made for Five dollars. Couple snakes. It was made for fifteen million. What do you think it made? Twenty-four nine eight seven. 
hundred eighty-seven thousand. Uh, a beach full of sharks. Uh, it made fifty-five million point six. Fifty-five point okay. six. Minor, minor hit. Made money. It made right. everybody back. They made money. Hey, you know. Dave, you wanted to you wanted to promote something or jerk yeah, off or watch. Something? So now we had talked about when we did um, Dawn of the Dead um, about a job that I had that now I can reveal. So watch the fifth season of Search Party on HBO Max. You could, if you've never watched the show, it's a really satirical show about a group of millennials in Bushwick, and it's not what you expect even from that description. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, and I was the movement designer, choreographer, and on set to be the consultant for 10 days for their big reveal at the end of their monsters, which start with a Z. So you can figure it out from there. But yes, that is the Zebras. reveal. Zebras. Zumbas. There are Zumbas. Zumbas. <laughs> <laughs> but actually how they get there to the Zumbas, um, I don't think even if I even if I said it that, you know, what they are, that it would give away the whole story. So Nobody knows. watch it. It's hilarious. And anything that has to do with zombies was me. I was there somewhere on set. <laughs> Zebras. <laughs> we saw the pictures to prove it. Exactly. Yes. I have and more there was posts, a flamethrower. More, more social correctly. media posts coming this week. So. Some, like I've tune into Dave's OnlyFans and, for more updates. And, <laughs> and then I do sexy stuff on my Dave's OnlyFans page. Like, uh, drink coffee. No, no, no. no don't tell them. Don't tell them. They got to pay. Don't, don't, don't give them any teasers. <laughs> All right, people, that would be $5. Mike, you have a fun <laughs> announcement for the Up In Your Ears Podcast Network family. So uh, the Up In Your Ear Podcast Network is introducing a new podcast. It is called Bad Anime. Uh, the hosts are John Weigel, who you might know from the Rolling Stone Twitch channel. He is the host of it. And Robert Hawley, his buddy. And what they're going to do is talk about bad anime. Um, and, you know, a host of other things, kind of like our podcast. We talk about ourselves and friendships and growing up and stuff like that. Dave the talks first, about himself a lot. Yes. The first movie they're doing is a movie called <laughs> Somebody Campus, asked Campus Special Investigator Hikaruan. <laughs> Uh, from 1987. If that doesn't uh, sound like bad anime, I don't know what does. <laughs> it sounds kind of amazing. Um, I've yet to listen to the first episode, but you'll hear the trailer for it after our episode here. So tune in. The nice. family expands. And yes. uh, that's awesome. What a network. What a network we got here. What a fantastic It's beautiful. And of course, so, keep listening. Can imagine how much better we'd be with funding. Yeah. Uh, if we had money, man. <laughs> No, so we actually probably be worse with money. money. You know how much funnier we could make Maron. Like, you know. <laughs> we could have so like guys, we, we could have slide Italian. whistles. We could. We could have a trombone player behind <laughs> each of us. What fuck a movie are we gonna do next? I, I will bet you if we did a movie like um uh Sleepless in Seattle, it would be terrible these days. Mm. Um be you a got tough mail. Watch. I have seen of, that recently. What about Can't Buy Me Love? <laughs> oh, that's a, what about Splash? Splash. Tom with Hanks. Oh, what about Loverboy? Science uh, girls just want to have fun. Earth. We could do Earth Girls Are Easy if we dare. I think Loverboy is a good one. Just one of the Lover guys. Boy is a good one. Would, I know just one actually. of the guys was. What about just one of the guys? Just one of the just guys has been guys. thrown out quite a bit. Yeah, Suzanne was dying for that one, wasn't she? She was. She was. She'd be. She'd be thrilled if we did that. 
Do we have a list? Is that is that a list? I'm just looking at 80s rom com. Tootsie, Roxanne. Oh, uh, I would do Roxanne. You no, know I would do Roxanne because that has a lot of actors that we haven't done in it. And I remember that being really good for some reason. I don't remember that movie at all, actually. It's like Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, whatever. But it's like Steve, it makes no sense. Steve Martin is a firefighter with a giant nose. Yeah. Oh, what about that? We could do Desperately Seeking Susan. Earth Girls no, are let's, easy. Let's do um let's do Roxanne. Because okay. I think that that's like I just feel like that's like a movie we it's like a movie we haven't really done on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is We're gonna throw weird. a curveball then. We'll do it. We'll do Roxanne starring Steve oh, Martin yeah. and a bunch of other people. David also I remember really liking that movie when I was a kid, and I definitely haven't seen it in 30 years. I remember what, watching Roxanne? it, but I don't remember if I liked it. I did watch some of Bowfinger after your wedding, or after Dave's wedding, Mike, when I got back to the hotel. And oh, I was Bowfinger flipping through channels, so and Bowfinger was on, and I was flipping between that and Jurassic Park, and it was really fun. <laughs> I was watching <laughs> Jurassic Park that night, too, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, the awesome. next, I the next movie. Steve Martin's best. The next movie we're doing is Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne. starring Steve Martin. We'll see. Which I'm very I think curious. I've literally only seen once in my entire Inner life. Space. That's a fun one. Remember uh, I, remember, I, I saw. Yeah. We Honey, should definitely do that. Let's put that on the. Yeah, it's Roxanne. I'm just throwing out. Yeah, other let's stuff. let's yeah. put that one on. Oh, Honey, the I shrunk the kids. Could be Honey, a I really good kids, one. Yeah, I've been. I really want to do Inner Space too because that's amazing. I've been suggesting for a while. Love you to death with Kevin Klein and Tracy Ullman. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I love you to death. Yeah, that's a. I, I could do that one. What's the other one? Um, the one with Meryl Streep, where uh, and Bruce Willis. Um, oh, death becomes her. Death becomes yeah, her. Yeah, that movie is great too. That might be a fun one to do. And we haven't done Witches of Eastwick either. The we just did Eastwick? a witch movie. We're good on. I'm witches not saying we got. I put it on the list. Dave has hundreds of witch movies. <laughs> I know. There's like, there's just all over the place. Told you. The witch. <laughs> Uh, the Witch is an awesome movie, also spelled with two V's instead of yeah. A w. That, movie, that movie is great. The movie is really awesome. Um, is Roxanne. that pronounced the Witch? Yes, the Witch. All right, Roxanne. Uh, good job. Roxanne. I'm going to bed, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Good timing. Right. Night, night. Yay. Later, boys. Good night, night everybody. All. Hi, I'm Becca Fisher, and thank you for having me on the podcast uh, after I've been pestering Josh to fit me in somehow uh, for the last few months. Um, So we're talking about the craft, which I saw for the first time when I was 10, when it came out on VHS, and we watched it at my best friend Lily's 10th birthday party. It was sleepover and I just remember her cat scaring the shit out of all of us um, because we were freaking out. I also remember the countless uh, attempts at white as a feather, stiff as a board after this movie. Um, Needless to say, they were not successful. And before I say whether I think this movie sucks or not, I have to say the thing that's sticks out in my mind most after having just rewatched it is the house that, and I'm sure Josh also noticed this, the house that uh, Sarah and her dad and stepmom move into would be like a $10 million house in LA today uh, with its original character, 
Mediterranean style and fucking amazing windows. Um, so I would love that house. Uh, but yeah, so whether it sucks, I'm going to say that it does not suck now. I think that the themes of the movie are still really relevant. Um, and of course, all the clothes are now for sale again at uh, Urban Outfitters because the 90s are back. Um, I think that it talks a lot about female friendships and the roller coaster of teen female friendships in particular, um, the clickiness and the hot and coldness, <laughs> um, the mean girls, uh, the main mean girl who in this movie is a raging racist, which I did not remember from when I saw it in the 90s. Um, I mean, I remembered her being racist, but I did not remember how blatantly racist and horrifying she is, uh, played by Christine Taylor. So that was terrifying. Um, I think that it shows you know, kind of witchcraft as their religion and how they seek comfort from the witchcraft and the solutions to their pain, kind of the way that people, I think, treat religion sometimes. Um, and that's contrasted with them being in this Catholic school, which doesn't really play that much of a part, but it's definitely there for a reason, uh, even though they have the loosest uniform policy I've ever seen. Um, so in general, I do think it still holds up. Um, things that I think do suck about it, though, are the dialogue, and some of the scenes are super choppy. Um, like, it seems almost like they edit it out <laughs> a lot. Um, one of the examples was when they're in the convertible. We don't really see Nev Campbell's character become a narcissist, but Sarah's character references her becoming a narcissist, uh, I guess, to give weight to the fact that the abuse of their power is getting out of control, um, but you don't actually see her really being that much of an asshole. Um, and then Skeet Ulrich's character, when he kind of attempts to, I guess, rape Sarah, that also just seems like it goes from zero to a hundred in two seconds. Um, and I also didn't love the ending with Faruja Balk in the psych ward. Um, but I did think that ending, um, I'll leave it on a positive note. I loved the fact that, um, when, Bonnie and Rochelle come to apologize to Sarah at the end and uh, they say we feel really bad and she goes for trying to kill me sarcastically and they just really have nothing they can say and uh, then I like that she gets the final jab to show them that she still has her powers and I kind of think that that's how it should have ended despite the fact that Faruja Balk is giving Heath Ledger Joker vibes in the psych ward. But, um, so I think as a whole, it does not suck. And thanks again for having me on the podcast. In your ear. 
Podcast Network. Do you love consuming bad content? Do you often crave wasting your time watching anime? Hello. I'm John Wygell. I need a fucking cigarette right now. I don't smoke. And that's my buddy, Rob Halley. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide... Is this anime bad? So each week, myself, as someone who grew up on Shonen Jump, and Rob, who's basically a 90s anime boomer, test my theory that there's no such thing as a bad anime. I personally think no anime is technically bad. I, I, um, that, is the, that is the most endearing thing I've ever heard you say. We'll go through a new anime every single week. Some that are historically bad... You've never heard of school days? Some that are historically good. But what if I said it like Joey Wheeler? Neon Genesis Evangelion. And some that you may have never even heard of. After I got rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. That's the name of the show. Wait, that's the name of the show. So, if you love the art of anime, a good laugh, and want to join our Weeb Awakening, why not waste your time with us and join our weird cult? Wait, wait, who wrote this script? Bad Anime. We're going to be available literally wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, legitimately anywhere. Starting Wednesday, February 2nd. We also like beer. What are shots? Yeah. Cool. It's bad. Anime. In your ears. Podcast Network.